0: Support for MPB comes from the Mississippi Museum of Art in Jackson. What Became of Dr. Smith by artist Noah Satterstrom is on view now through September twenty second, two 2024. Learn more at msmuseumart.org. Welcome to the Mississippi Arts Hour. I'm Malcolm White. I'm your host today in the studio with Kevin Farrow, who is, uh, he's in he's orange today. He's a little late after St. Paddy's Day, but uh, Kevin? Glad you're here. Our guest today is Amelia Key. Welcome, Amelia. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, that's some Mac McAnally music that was the lead-in that Kevin picked out. It's very nice. Mac playing the piano. Uh, Mac McAnally from Belmont, Mississippi. Great dear friend who's won the Musician of the Year, I think, for nine years in a row uh, on the Country Music uh, Awards program. Super talented guy. He's also the band leader for Jimmy Buffett's Coral Reefer Band. Um, and all around great American. Welcome, Amelia. We're glad you're here. Amelia is uh, a visual artist. Uh, she uh, won a 2017 Mississippi Arts Commission Fellowship grant. And uh, I think it's the first time you told me you had applied for a grant, right?
1: Yes, it was my first time applying for a grant. And mm-hmm. I really didn't apply thinking I would get it, I just applied <laughs> to practice applying for grants.
0: So how did you learn about the how, the availability of the grant?
1: Um, I think through Bellhaven, we had a, a senior class that told us about art opportunities in Jackson. Mm-hmm. And so I knew it was there. I didn't really apply for it until a few years after college. But I thought, well, money sounds nice, and I need I need practice applying for things. So,
0: so your first grant application, you win uh, a multi-thousand dollars. Uh, it was
1: unreal. Oh, yeah. Fellowship
0: grant from the Mississippi Arts Commission. Well, congratulations. Thank you. And uh, Amelia, uh, tell us where you're from. Where'd you grow up?
1: I grew up in Dothan, Alabama. Uh huh. Uh, which is the very southeastern corner of Alabama.
0: Right. Kind of where it crosses Mississippi. Is it close?
1: Well, it's really close to Panama City.
0: Okay. More on the Florida side. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The Floribama side. (laughs) Right. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. And uh, growing up in Dothan, small town? What?
1: It's a really small town. I think I make it sound a lot smaller when I'm talking to people, but it's it's growing. It's got about 50,000 people. Oh, that's pretty nice.
0: And you went to... uh, Public high school or private went, high school? I went to a private
1: high school. They actually had a really nice art program, so uh-huh. that really inspired me to keep going with art.
0: Mm-hmm. And and you came to school in Belhaven. Is that what brought you to Mississippi?
1: That's exactly what brought me to Mississippi. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't really know about Belhaven, but I have relatives in Jackson, and they um, kind of pushed me to look at Belhaven, and I thought, no, I don't want to go to school in Jackson. Right. But I really just was impressed by their art department. So,
0: Had you ever been to Jackson?
1: Oh, yeah. I grew up visiting the zoo and um, going to shops on County Line Road. Right. Uh, I didn't really know where everything connected. I just kind of thought of Jackson as County Line Road, and that was it.
0: And you knew you didn't want any of that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go to school on County Line Road. Yeah, I
1: just, that's how I imagined it, but it's really not how it is.
0: And then you did you see Bellhaven's Haven's campus for the first time when you were in high school thinking about college?
1: Yeah, that was the first time I'd ever been to Mm Bellhaven in the neighborhood at all, so.
0: And do you still, I know you graduated. What year did you graduate from Bellhaven?
1: My diploma says 2012, but it was actually 2011. It's kind of a tricky, Uh tricky thing. I signed up for a summer class, and um, it pushed my graduation a little bit, but I've been working in Jackson since 2011.
0: And uh, what is your degree in? Visual arts? Mm-hmm, just uh-huh. visual arts. Uh-huh. Yeah, And you currently work at Pearl River Glass, right? That's right, yes. Is that your first job out of college?
1: No, I actually worked at the Craftsman's Guild of Mississippi for five years. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, and I kind of crossed over into two part-time jobs, and now I'm full-time at Pearl River Glass.
0: And uh, at the Craftsman's Center, did you work in the gift, gift shop, or what was your job yes,
1: there? Yes, I, um, I worked in the gift shop or gallery. gallery and I was was. Uh-huh. Um, They're working with a lot of the artists and stocking the the store, all of that
0: stuff. And your own personal art style, uh, how do you refer to it when someone says, what kind of art do you create? Uh,
1: I say mixed media because it's a lot of different stuff together. Mm -hmm. Um, So that kind of encompasses everything. But it's mostly plastic. It's wire. um, It's really colorful.
0: Would you call it found objects?
1: Sort of, like it's it's not recycled all okay. the way. It is bought and found.
0: So I saw a lot of funnels in your mobiles. I went, I went over across the street to the uh, oh, yeah. library <laughs> commission and looked at looked at the artwork. It's a lot of funnels yes, and I do little have a, plastic gizmos in there.
1: I have a thing for funnels, so <laughs> I have a lot of them.
0: You didn't, how did you become attracted to funnels?
1: I think their shape and just the colors they come in are just so exciting to me. uh uh-huh. They're they're really shiny and just each brand has a different shape. I found so I've been collecting funnels in different shapes and sizes.
0: And do you find them at hardware stores or where do you find them?
1: Uh, I found them at Walmart. I found them at Ace Hardware mm-hmm. here in town and Lowe's. Um, yeah, I just whenever I'm shopping, I keep an eye out for interesting objects.
0: So uh, do you have early uh, recollections uh, of inspirations that, that you can recall that you thought, oh, yeah, I want to make art. I want to make colorful, fun, uh, creative pieces. Did, did you have a moment or did you meet somebody or see something that sort of inspired that in you?
1: Well, I've always been a color person. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely have always been attracted to bright colors. I used to have a T-shirt that I named Blue Green. The teacher's just, name was blue-green? Uh, t-shirt. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <Sorry>. A T-shirt. Oh, a T-shirt. I just, I guess I've always liked color and different objects like that, but I, I never thought about putting them together until I was at Bellhaven.
0: So you actually enrolled in an art degree before you began to make art?
1: Well, I'd made, I'd made art in high school, but it was more like pastel drawings, mm-hmm. paintings, um, I really didn't think about making the style of art that I've been making until freshman year of college.
0: And and at at Bellhaven, who influenced you to sort of go in the direction that you're in now? Uh, Bob what?
1: Pennebaker definitely Pennebaker. influenced me. Yeah. Um, he kind of just told me to find objects that I like and do something that interested me, and so I kind of kept going in that direction. And it's like the more objects you find, the more you find you can do with it. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of kept on going.
0: Bobby uh, Pennebaker, Bob Pennebaker, he's the direct. he's the chair of the art department, is that right? Mm-hmm. That's yeah, right. At, at Belhaven University. He used to have a studio in our building at Mouse. Oh, Mouse. Really? So we used to see each other every day. He and Richard Kelso and John Maxwell and we would all drink coffee almost every morning for years and years and years. But he's done a great job over at Belhaven. I think he's really, has. really taken the visual art program to, a new, to a new heights. He's a great guy. Uh, so you have uh, this uh, show that uh, is currently hanging uh, yes. at the Mississippi Library Commission. Um, <clears throat> and it's um, another program of the Arts Commission. Uh, I would say in your early life, the Arts Commission has been very good to you, and (laughs) and vice versa. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Teresa Haygood is uh, curating a series of uh, visual arts shows at the Mississippi Library Commission. It's a partnership between the Arts Commission and the Library Commission. And our first show of this year long series. Is hanging now, and it features not only Amelia but also Roger Allen Cleves. Is that how you pronounce his name, or do you know him?
1: Oh, I don't actually Cleaves. know um, Cleves. C l e a v e s.
0: Cleves <laughs> and a gentleman named Robert Long, and Robert uh, is the uh, is with the art department uh, at Mississippi State, and and his thing is is pottery and clay, and Roger Allen's stuff is uh, visual arts. So, have you seen the show? I'm sure you have. You. Your stuff's there.
1: Well, I saw the paintings. The pottery wasn't there when I was there setting up my stuff.
0: Well, there was only a couple pieces uh, when I went through the pottery. I think it's sort of coming along. There's Mm -hmm. one giant piece and then a really beautiful piece out on the uh, table out front in the foyer of the uh, Mississippi Library Commission. But this show, uh, which is hanging now, uh, is the first, as I said, in a series of shows uh, that is a partnership between – the Mississippi Arts Commission and the Mississippi Library Commission, hanging at the Mississippi Library Commission and featuring the visual arts fellowships from MAC from years, I think, 16 through 18. I'm not sure. You're a 17 recipient, right?
1: Right. I I guess they do it by fiscal year. So I kind of got, got the grant in 2016, but it was... After July, so it was the fiscal year 2017.
0: And I see that Roger Allen, his fellowship and Robert Long's fellowships were both 2018. So this is just the first of, I believe that we're doing five of these shows. But the show is currently hanging. Anybody wants to uh, visit the Mississippi Library Commission and and see the show. It's up now and it runs on through April 26. Is that right? That's right. And there is a public reception on April the 5th from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. at the Mississippi Library Commission featuring Amelia Key, Roger Allen Cleves, and Robert Long in this partnership. So, you want to talk a little bit about the pieces that you have hanging uh, at this show?
1: Sure. Um, there's a kind of a mixture of the different styles that I've done. So, I have a series of mobiles. Which are kind of inspired by Alexander Calder, but they're made out of buckets and coffee straws, funnels, light fixtures, you know, non-traditional materials like that.
0: Right, But not found, but bought new, right?
1: Some of them are found. It gets a little tricky. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the light fixtures are from the craft center when they replace their track lighting. Okay. Um, but... I don't use used coffee straws because I feel like it'd be a little bit gross. A <laughs> little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's kind of a mixture, Most mostly bought because I do like shiny new things. Mm-hmm. And um, I have an older piece there, too. Um, it's the larger piece hanging in the atrium. Oh, yeah, so yeah. that's kind of, I feel like that's a different series of work than some of the rest of the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and then I also have some prints that are framed, and they're they're kind of like paintings because there's only one of each. It's not mm-hmm. a traditional printmaking. thing. they're additions.
0: somewhat abstract, right?
1: They are. But they are
0: lots of circles, and I mean they they do sort of mimic the mobiles in a, in a funny way.
1: Yes, and they're they're actually made out of the same materials, just stamped down with ink. Oh, okay. So that's why it looks really really similar. Because um, it it is the same stuff. It's just two dimensional.
0: Mm-hmm. And you produce this stuff. Uh, do you have a, your own studio? Do you do it at Pearl River? Do you do it just wherever you have space? How, where do you work?
1: I, I work in the second bedroom of my house. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> um, and it stuff kind of expands. I, I work kind of large, so I do have I have my old pieces hanging throughout my my house, and then. Um, a studio where I try to contain the mess of what I'm working on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and when you created the pieces that are hanging now, did you think of them uh, as a show, as a, a group of pieces that went together, or was it just sort of it turned out that it, th- these kind of matched, and when you were asked to hang, you said, oh, I'll have some of these mobiles and some of these and some of these. How, how did how did you put all that together?
1: Well, it was really just what I had available Mm-hmm. And what kind of went together the best, and what what the library commission could accommodate as far as hanging. So, because um, I do make a lot of pieces that hang from the ceiling, right? And we kind of had to figure that out, um, size wise, you know. So. Yeah.
0: Well, great. So my guest today is Amelia Key. Amelia is a visual artist, and uh, again, she has current work hanging at the Mississippi Library Commission. It is open now. You can visit it any time between now uh, and April the 26th, I believe. And uh, again, you are invited to a public reception to see this work uh, and the other pieces on April the 5th from 5 to 7 at the Mississippi Library Commission. Welcome back to the Mississippi Arts Hour. I'm Malcolm White. Today I am uh, excited about having Amelia Key in the studio with me. Welcome back, Amelia. Thanks. Uh, Amelia is a Alabama native, but That's right. <laughs> uh, now lives in Jackson and is a graduate of Belhaven University and works at uh, the amazing uh, Pearl River Glass Studios with 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 Andy. Mm-hmm. And I saw recently I got an invitation to. The opening of the MAX, the Mississippi Arts and Entertainment Experience in Meridian, which has been in the works for decades. Yes. Uh, Finally, (laughs) they are going to open this thing uh, in downtown Meridian. And I saw that that Andy is one of the guest speakers. He's doing a whole presentation. Do you know much about that?
1: Well, we're working on this giant window for the the MAX building, uh, which I'm actually cutting the glass for this week. I've Uh been working on it for a couple months. Um, so that will be at the grand opening, and I'm sure Andy will be talking about that some too.
0: Yeah, and, and the title I can't remember the title of the talk, but it's something about spirit spirit of oh, I don't know. Do do you know that? Oh, no? I'm not yeah, I'm not informed fine. on that. But part, you're just working but... on the piece. Mm-hmm. So what is what is it like working at Pearl River? I mean, what 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 is the day to day? I mean, you're cutting pieces of glass and fitting them in, and. Uh, What's well, going on there? I mean,
1: it's a little bit like an assembly line, if uh-huh. that makes sense. Certain people do certain jobs. Right. And so, right now, my job is to select and cut the glass for each window, select the colors. Yes.
0: So, so you have what, like a drawing?
1: I get a watercolor, like a small watercolor, okay. watercolor sketch of what the window is supposed to look like.
0: And who does the watercolor?
1: Andy does the watercolor generally. Okay. And so I'll Andy get Andy Young, the <laughs> owner-operator yes. of Pearl River Glass. <laughs> uh, I'll get a watercolor from Andy, and then I either take out glass that we have in the racks or order the right colors, um, sort of find a palette that makes sense, mm-hmm. and then cut the right shapes on what we call a cartoon. Uh, which is a really enlarged drawing. It's the size of the actual window, right.
0: How big is this window that's going in the max?
1: um it's it's pretty large. One panel is about my size, really, and there's six of them. So
0: six panels at five and a half or so feet apiece. It's something a giant like that. piece yes <laughs> it's is it, giant. where will it be in the building?
1: I'm actually not sure. Yeah. I haven't. You're,
0: you're in the studio it. with it right now, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> so how do you, uh, so, so you cut the glass. Where do you get the glass? Is there a place, this giant warehouse full of colored glass that one orders from?
1: Well, there's a lot of different places that you can order glass from, but it's actually made in Germany or France or Poland. Really? And um, it's hand-blown, a lot of it rolled out by hand, you know, with people in europe and then it's shipped over here and distributed through warehouses
0: in america Mm -hmm. and you you guys order from those warehouses right wow do you ever cut yourself
1: oh every every day every day you cut yourself (laughs) well not every day sometimes i go a couple weeks and it's fine and then then i have a cut or two but it's pretty normal
0: do you use machines or do you use your do you hand cut this stuff
1: i'm just hand cut um, every bit of it every bit of it
0: do you ever, like, blow it and it just breaks and goes crazy and you've lost a piece?
1: That happens a lot to you. Oh, does it? Yeah. And
0: then you just sort of try to find a, another way to use it or?
1: Well, um.
0: goes in another piece somewhere else. <laughs>
1: if, if it's salvageable, I will keep the scraps and we'll use it for another, like a smaller piece or uh-huh. something. But sometimes you just have to throw it away and, you know, deal with it.
0: Wow. Like broken glass at a restaurant. There's nothing you can do with <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> So uh, how many people work at Pearl River Glass?
1: Uh, I'd say about 10 people in production. Uh-huh. Um, there's a few people in the offices, too. So, yeah.
0: Janice is still in the oh, office? Oh, yeah, Janice is still there. She's an old friend. She's her daughter great. and I. She used to work at Hallamouse also. Really? Her, mo- her daughter, Jennifer. We called her Bingo. But Janice is a, a marvelous human being. She works the front, right?
1: Mm-hmm. She answers the phone and does all the all the business office mm-hmm. work.
0: Yeah, she's great. So, what's the process like? You cut these pieces of glass, and you're looking at a watercolor. That's your that's your model, and and so you're cutting these pieces of glass, and you're laying them out on tables. But then at some point, you have to lead them and fuse them and and make them into this one singular pane. How on earth does that happen?
1: Well, um, the people lighting the window use the same cartoon, so all the Glass pieces are laid out for them, and they they cut the leads, you know, and bend them in the right direction. Mm-hmm. They kind of build the windows, and then um, we have to cement it so that everything stays put uh-huh. and um, the window won't leak or anything like that.
0: Right. Huh. So that's a different team. There's the layout team, and then there's the leading. Construction team? Kind of. Installation team? It, it does team. cross
1: over because um, we don't have a whole lot of employees. But right. um, for the most part, I'll cut the glass. Someone else leads the window. Um, usually all of us will pitch in to cement it, and then we have to clean it and make sure that it looks nice.
0: Where does the lead come from?
1: That's a good question. Just order it
0: from the lead store?
1: We, we have giant boxes of lead. Uh-huh. I'm not sure where it is. comes it,
0: from. Is it cut and formed into these pieces. How does that work?
1: Well, it's in a long strip, so you pull it out of the box and kind of stretch it a little bit to make sure it doesn't have any kinks And then push it down in the crack. Yeah, there's a channel where the glass fits inside the lead. Right. And um, you you cut it to size with some pliers. Um,
0: And then when do you cook it? Cook it. How do you, like, fuse it?
1: Oh, they have to solder it. Solder it, okay. They put some flux on it and um, use a soldering iron. It kind of melts it so that it, the joints stay together. And then
0: do they put some sort of finish on it to like keep the weather from the strong? Uh, we
1: do buff it. Um, usually the cement that we... It's not really cement, but mm-hmm. it's like a plaster compound. Uh, keeps the window from leaking. So
0: okay. My guest today is Amelia Key, and we've gone down the rabbit hole of how to make stained glass. <laughs> <laughs> Did you study uh, stained glass when you were at Bellhaven?
1: Haven? No, I didn't. Um, you just
0: studied visual arts, and you took that skill and converted it to this work at, at Pearl River Glass. Right.
1: right. Glass is kind of a lot like painting, so I feel like my painting class really prepared me for picking out colors and mm-hmm. stuff like that.
0: Right. So before we, on the break, we were talking about your job before Prairie of a glass. You said you worked at the craftsman's guild and I asked if you were a member of the guild. You said, no, but that your mother is a member. You want to tell yes. us about your mom's? Uh, she
1: your... does hand built pottery. Oh, okay. um, she recently, I guess in the last five years became a member of the craftsman's guild while I was working there. So she definitely influenced me to become an artist and, um, She's always been really encouraging, you know, to me to follow my dreams in the arts. Did she
0: grow up in Mississippi?
1: She did. She grew up in Jackson. So
0: that's how you came to know about County Line Road. (laughs) Yes.
1: (laughs) Yes. Um, She went to Mississippi College, actually. Oh. And uh, so did my dad. Did she
0: study under Sam Gore? She did, yes. He's a legend. He is. And Randy Jolly. Do you know Randy? He's a teacher out there. Oh, I don't. He's another legend. And your dad, what? I'm sorry?
1: Uh, oh, my dad also went to Mississippi College. So okay. I, I have a lot of Mississippi connections, uh, which kind of brought me back mm-hmm. here. So.
0: But you were thinking the whole time, I'm not going back. I'm not going to college <laughs> in Mississippi, right?
1: Right. Well, <laughs> I didn't really want to visit County Line Road that many times.
0: <laughs> Until you saw the great neighborhood of Bell Haven and the campus right? of Bell Haven University. And in Fondren, yeah. So. The real yeah. stuff. Yeah, the, yeah.
1: <laughs> the real Jackson.
0: <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about the show that's uh, hanging over at the Mississippi Library Commission. I particularly want to talk to you about the mobiles and how you got interested in, in that particular art form. Mobiles are fascinating to me. They are they move. They they dance. They reflect. They're just awesome. How did you get hooked on mobiles?
1: Well, I was making sculptures out of... Um, a lot of those materials, like funnels and pool noodles, um, and using those things. But I actually found a dustpan one day at mm-hmm. Target or something. And I thought, well, that looks like a shape that would be in a mobile. And so the first one I made was after I graduated college, actually.
0: Oh, you never made one in college?
1: No, I made one for my senior show kind of after I graduated college. All right. And... Um, it was so fun to make that I just kept making more, and it's been years later, and I'm still I'm still enjoying making them.
0: And the paintings, um, that's something you actually studied at Bellhaven, and you were doing, right?
1: Well, they're technically printmaking. Oh, printmaking, sorry. Um, it's kind of a fine line. I do feel like they're paintings, too. And mm-hmm. um, I, I took a class in printmaking. I didn't really do any in college it kind of just planted the seed of what i could do with it and so eventually i did work on some printmaking uh, for a show i did a few years ago and then kind of continued that series
0: Did your mom have a studio in her home
1: she does yes mm-hmm. she has a pottery studio and, um, she has a potter's wheel but she really prefers hand building so she's been on. what's a- the
0: difference between using a wheel and hand building
1: I think hand-building is slower. It's yeah. a little more intricate, possibly. I think she, she's a details person, so she likes to just think about it and build it. You can do kind of funkier shapes when you're hand-building. Yeah. So.
0: Where does she sell her work besides the Craftsman's Guild? I mean, right uh, there, she, there?
1: She does sell at the Craftsman's Guild, and um, there's also a shop in Dothan. She's got her, her pottery at. So.
0: Okay. We're great. Uh, so um, after you finished Bellhaven and and worked at the Craftsman's Guild and 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 now, how long have you been at Pearl River?
1: I've uh, been there about three years.
0: So you've been out of college, <clears throat> excuse me, for like four years, five years, something like that.
1: I guess six yeah. or seven years. Oh, okay, longer. But people usually mistake me for a student, um, which I'm okay with <laughs> right now. Yeah, hold on to that as long as you can.
0: No one mistakes me for a student. <laughs> <laughs> uh so what do you what do you uh what do you see? I mean you're working at Pearl River Glass, it sounds like a great job. I mean, do you anticipate more and more of your own artwork or are you perfectly content having this day job that's creative and having the side job as the as the artist?
1: Well, I do eventually want to be a full time artist. Uh-huh. Um I'm not sure how far in the future that will be. Right. Uh, I need to figure out sales and things like that. So it is nice to have the cushion of a day job right now.
0: And um, when I introduced you at the very beginning of the show, I said that you had won a, a fellowship from the Mississippi Arts Commission in 2017. I, I'm curious, uh, wh- what did that money or that freedom, <clears throat> what did you do with it? What? What? I mean, I'm not asking you too personal question, but... Wh- what did you, What did the grant mean to you and how did it influence your work?
1: Uh, well, it was really validating to get a grant and to feel like I'm on the right path with uh-huh. my career. And sometimes it's hard to keep going, you know, if you don't know how your work's being received or anything like that. Right. So it was really encouraging. And it. I actually did a show out of town, my first show out of state. It was a solo show. It was just my work. And... um that was a pretty big step for me, and so it really it really helped me do that.
0: Where was the show?
1: It was in Richmond, Virginia. Oh,
0: really? Oh, great. And at a, a gallery, I assume?
1: Yeah, it was a small space, but uh-huh. it was, you know, a good first first. And what show. sort of
0: stuff did you have in that show?
1: I had a lot of mobiles, actually. It was mm-hmm. a lot of the tabletop mobiles, um, one giant mobile, um, I have one piece. Uh, it didn't make it into the Library Commission show, but it, it looks kind of like a coral reef. Uh-huh. So that's another series I'm working on. It's kind of biological almost.
0: Like mobiles as m- coral reefs?
1: Well, it is hanging, so I guess it is technically a mobile. Uh-huh.
0: But not, it's um, not necessarily a traditional mobile. Right. What is it made from?
1: It's got a lot of sponges on it, uh, a lot of pool noodles, kind of.
0: What's a pool noodle?
1: You know, like those float things people use in the pool. in, the, in swimming pools. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah, the, the plastic noodle. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, yeah. like a.
0: So cylinder. you use a lot of those. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. People probably think that you you swim a lot, but really, right. you're just making art. <laughs> I've
1: um I've been to Walmart, bought a whole box of noodles, and I I know people thought I was just going on a fun beach trip or something. <laughs> but it's really for work, so.
0: That's great. All right, so my guest today is Amelia Key. Amelia is a visual artist who uh, grew up in Alabama, came to Mississippi, went to Bellhaven University, got a degree, went to work at the Craftsman's Guild, and now works at Pearl River Glass Studios in beautiful Midtown Jackson. She has a show right now showing at the Mississippi Library Commission along with Roger Allen Cleves and Robert Long. And it is a partnership between the Mississippi Arts Commission and the Mississippi Library Commission. Welcome back to the Mississippi Arts Hour. I'm Malcolm White. I'm your host today on this Sunday afternoon in the great state of Mississippi. We hope you're having a relaxing and beautiful day, and you're tuned in to the one and only Mississippi Public Broadcasting (MPB) Think Radio. I'm here with Kevin Farrell, our producer, along with my guest today, Amelia Key. Welcome back, Amelia. Thank you. Absolutely. Amelia is a visual artist, uh, a 2017 Mississippi Arts Commission Fellowship Grant recipient, has a show hanging as we speak at the Mississippi Library Commission in their beautiful building, which is actually on the same campus as Mississippi Public Broadcasting and what used to be called the R&D Center. I don't know what they call it out here now, but the Humanities Council's out here. University Press of Mississippi is out here. Uh, Institution for Higher Learning is out here. The community college offices are out here. MPB is out here, both TV and radio. The Library Commission, but not the Arts Commission. Oh, no, we're downtown in the Wolfolk State Office Building right across the street from the Capitol. But anyway... Amelia, on break, we were talking about water noodles. You may become known as the water noodle artist. <laughs> and you said that they come in many shapes and many colors.
1: Oh, yeah. I actually I have a closet full of them. <laughs>
0: and you have a, a pet who eats your art.
1: Yes. She really likes pool noodles in particular. Um, I made the mistake of hanging a piece where she could reach it. And uh, I didn't realize during the day while I was at work, she'd been nibbling away at it.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, so I have to keep her out of my studio and away from my stuff.
0: But Is this a cat creature or a dog creature? It's a cat. Cat she's, creature.
1: She's okay. named after one of my favorite artists, Matisse.
0: Matisse. Is that her full name?
1: That's her full name. I call her Maddie because it's Maddie Matisse. Easier, but
0: yeah. The crazy cat that <laughs> eats the water noodle art murals. no. Uh, mobiles. So on the mobile thing, which I'm really fascinated by, do you do outdoor mobiles or just indoor mobiles?
1: Just indoor. I wish they could be outdoor too, but plastic and sunlight really don't mix well together. Um, it, they usually fade after a while if they're in direct sunlight, and so, uh, and also just the idea of them getting dirty is kind of mm-hmm. unappealing to me, but right. personally, but.
0: You're a, f- a fastidious indoor <laughs> mobile maker.
1: <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> no
0: dirt in, on your mobiles. So, but I guess if you made them for outdoors, then they would be, have to be made of other materials.
1: Right. Like That's... tin or
0: metal or something like bottle caps, who knows what.
1: Yeah, and actually I do... I've been collecting bottle caps, so that oh, might be a good idea.
0: I just said that. <laughs> We're collaborating. This is called artistic collaboration. <laughs> so the mobile, uh, so this is the thing I'm really most interested in, is like, how do you get it to be balanced? I mean, there's got to be some math and some trigonometry and geometry and some other stuff going on there, because otherwise it would just slump over. But they, they're perfectly erect, and, and, and there's got to be some sort of mathematical formula going on there.
1: There are formulas you can use. Um, I'm not really a planned out formula person, so I usually work backwards a little bit. I kind of, I think you're supposed to start at the bottom and work your way to the top, Mm -hmm. to the larger pieces, so it stays balanced. But I I like to start at the top and kind of set a parameter for how big it'll be or what, you know, what colors will be in it. And um, so I guess I'm an intuitive mobile maker, Right. And if it doesn't balance out, I make it balance.
0: By just replacing the sides of the pieces?
1: Well, you can add weights and things like that too and just be kind of tricky with it. Or
0: but how do you determine like the radius of the of the arms or whatever you call the arches? What do you call those pieces?
1: Oh, I'm not I'm not too sure. <laughs> so it has <laughs> a, a base
0: and then it has a center structure. I don't know what you would call that. Uh,
1: well, for the, the tabletop pieces. Yeah, let's talk about the tabletop pieces. Um, I usually make a base first, um, mm-hmm. and that kind of sets how large it'll be, um, maybe the color scheme. And then there, since they're so small, there is kind of a limited capability for building it out. Um, so those might be a little more formulated. Mm-hmm. Um, I do cut out the shapes ahead of time. And then, if it doesn't balance I just add a shape or take a shape away, you know it's not really mathematical for me
0: so you don't have to sit down with the calculator
1: no, no i'm not, I hate math'm I'm, <laughs> I'm not a math person
0: so. Uh, so so it's it's and as you said, it's intuitive. Mm-hmm. you make it work. if yeah. you ever had one that just would not do right, that would not spin, it would not stand erect, it wouldn't hang right, it would lopped over, it was just.
1: Well, I had one, It just ended up growing too large for the base I wanted it on. Mm-hmm. And you just have to listen to the piece. And I, I guess I decided it needed to be hanging by itself; it didn't need a base. Um,
0: so these mobiles talk. They do talk. Uh-huh. You and just what, have to listen. What what language do they? Art uh, <laughs> how, how do they speak to you?
1: <laughs> I guess I guess in art language, mm-hmm. they just if they look kind of unhappy or claustrophobic, you know, it's time for them to move on to a different base or something.
0: And how do you decide whether they have a base or they hang? Or do you decide that on the front end? Or
1: Well, anything that I've made with a coffee stirrer, mm-hmm. those are usually for the, the tabletop pieces that sit. Um, if I use a heavier material, like a pipe or something, those are usually hanging from the ceiling. So weight is a huge factor. Um, if if it were to drag down the the arm of the base, you know, Mm -hmm. that would be kind of not a good thing.
0: Right. You use a lot of wire too, right? That soft wire. What do you call that wire that you... uh...
1: Uh, Well, there's craft wire and electrical wire. And I I use a lot of both. Um, And clothesline too, so...
0: Did you have a clothesline growing up?
1: I didn't. I, I found it at Walmart one day and I just loved the color of it. So I have a lot of things that... I wasn't aware of, but I just found, and I like the color, and I, I started using it. So.
0: Did your grandmother have a clothesline? Do nope. you ever remember I, seeing a clothesline?
1: Not really. Only uh, de- in a Walmart. Definitely not a blue clothesline, like an electric blue color.
0: And it's made of wire.
1: Yeah, it's it's coated wire. <laughs> oh, and so it's, it's the ones
0: that pull out.
1: Yeah, except it's yeah. kind of it'll hold its shape, so it's it's nice wow. to work with.
0: Yeah. Right. So what are your favorite materials to work with in all of your your endeavors?
1: Well, Easter eggs are kind of my favorite right now, actually. The plastic
0: ones. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
1: They come in so many colors, and um, this is a really good season for buying art materials for me. Right. Everything's because, on sale? Yeah, Easter eggs. All the plastic and then throwaway then it goes stuff. Straight into pool noodle season. You know, it's it's great.
0: Well, you could go to the St. Patty's Parade and catch a lot of plastic beads and do stuff with it.
1: I do have a collection of plastic beads, and mm-hmm. I haven't figured out quite what to do with them yet. But I, I do tend to hold on to things for years, and then decide, oh, well, I could use it for this, and then suddenly they're they're all gone. So,
0: so you must have a, a, a large space to store all this stuff in.
1: Yes, it's a little bit absurd looking, honestly. <laughs> so
0: the, the the second bedroom.
1: Yeah, it's uh, I use the master bedroom for my studio. Cause oh. It's larger, and you've I You've reduced need yourself space. to the
0: smaller <laughs> with the, with the cat, Matisse. Yeah. Is it Matisse? I, mm, yeah.
1: I I used to actually sleep in the dining room and use both bedrooms, um, for studio space. Oh boy! So, I really so
0: you've, and I'm thinking about your studio spaces in Bellhaven, mm-hmm. which is, and so you once you came to Mississippi to go to school, you you've never left the Bellhaven neighborhood, right?
1: Well, I briefly lived in Fondren, and I've returned back to Belhaven. Oh, so.
0: Purposefully or just randomly?
1: Well, purposefully. Mm-hmm. It's I think it's my favorite neighborhood. Yeah, I've but. lived in both,
0: and, and I also like it as well. So how do you find the art scene in, in Jackson, the... You know the camaraderie, the uh, the people who are. I know you you work in Midtown, you live in Bellhaven. Those are two very creative communities. How do you find the the scene when like you're traveling or you're back in Alabama or you're you're in Richmond, Virginia or something? Somebody says, "Well, what's the art scene like in Jackson?" What do you say?
1: It's really supportive. Everyone seems to know each other. It's um, it's a really good vibe. It's not like people are trying to undercut you or anything. They're all supportive and encouraging it's really really nice
0: do you think there are enough opportunities for young artists or is that a problem and and something that you think you'd like to see expand
1: well i think it is expanding and Mm -hmm. i think that's i'm really glad to see that there's a lot of opportunities when you're looking for opportunities
0: yeah do you still collaborate with any of your uh, classmates from belhaven university or have y'all gone your separate ways
1: Uh, a lot of them moved away um Mm -hmm. I would love to collaborate, though I think that's a great idea.
0: Yeah. What about your professors? Do you still interact with your, with Penny Baker and some of the people that you?
1: Um, I do occasionally. Mm-hmm. I wish I saw them more, but I even though I live in Bellhaven, I haven't really been back to visit. Just full time work is pretty time consuming. So.
0: Yeah. Have you uh, seen any of the art shows that they've been uh, displaying at the um, at the Pops? What's the name of that? Place.
1: Oh, Deep South
0: Pops. Deep South Pops. They seem to have great sort of local art. Yeah, it's a shows great there. space. Have you have you exhibited there?
1: I haven't. Okay. I might in the future though.
0: Yeah. So so where all have you exhibited? You're at the Library Commission now, you you had the show in Richmond, Virginia. What other opportunities have you had to show your work? Um
1: I've I've had a solo show at Hines Community College in oh, Raymond. Great. Yeah, um, and I had a show at Fisher Galleries. Oh, sometimes I have Marcy's. work there too. So,
0: did you have a joint show, or did you have your own solo show there?
1: It was a show with um, two people I went to Bellhaven with. Um, we showed together uh, back in two thousand twelve, uh-huh. and I've had a few pieces just at different group shows at Fisher as well. So,
0: who are your greatest influences? Would you say who who inspires you to make the art that you make now?
1: Like what artist? Yeah, or, what artist? Um, I mean, Alexander Calder is an obvious influence. Right. Uh,
0: Tell us about Alexander Calder.
1: Well, he was the inventor of the mobile. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of his shapes and colors, I, I do um, get inspiration from those. Um, Lynn Aldrich is another artist mm-hmm. that's really inspiring for me. Um, Sarah Z. Another and, one. and
0: where are these artists from? Just all over the country or all over the world?
1: I should know that. But, but you don't. That's all right. <laughs> I what about Calder? Um, where was he from? I don't
0: know. Kevin, do you know? Well, we'll just save that for the <laughs> Q&A for later. But he's your greatest influence because he's the inventor of the, of the mobile.
1: Yeah, yeah. And um, the mobiles are kind of like a side series for me that grew into – something bigger, so I I feel like I have three or four different series of work uh-huh. going, and it's it's kind of hard to put it all together. Into have you ever different. seen any
0: of his original pieces, traveled to museums to see them?
1: I have seen a few, and I, I saw the one at the Mississippi Museum of Art. Yeah, That was really great to see that in person. It,
0: it was on a traveling exhibit, or is it in the permanent collection? I can't remember.
1: Uh, it was part of the... Um, the Mississippi Modern? Yeah, yeah, mean?
0: yeah, the Modern yeah. series. Yeah, that was great. Uh, have you ever traveled to see any Matisse? Have Have you had the fortune to...
1: I have. Um, I just can't remember which museums it was in, but I, I've been to New York City, you know, and uh, London, a few different art museums. So that's been a really great influence, too, to be able to see those art pieces in person.
0: So besides visual arts, which is what you are educated uh, in and what you do, what what other art forms are, are you interested in? It, music, dance? I mean, what what else do you, d- does inspires you?
1: Well, I'm really interested in music. Um, mm-hmm. I listen to a lot of music when I'm working, um, but I also play music.
0: Um, oh, you do? Mm-hmm. What do you play?
1: Um, I haven't played recently, but I do play the drums and piano. Wow! You play
0: the trap set or hand drums?
1: Well, both actually, and um, a four mallet marimba. It's like a xylophone, but with you know. Yeah, you get to
0: have one, two in each hand. Yeah, yeah. I always thought that was cool. Did you learn that in playing in high school or college? Uh, I learned
1: that in college. So.
0: Wow. So, so have you ever had a band?
1: I have, but we were we were awful.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I've been in awful bands too. Well, Amelia, it's been great having you here. Thanks for joining us today. Thank
1: you so much. And good
0: luck, of course. Don't forget, her art is showing at the Mississippi Library Commission now, and there is a public reception on April the 5th. Everyone is invited. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Amelia. It's been a great arts hour here on this Sunday afternoon. Tune in every Sunday right here on Mississippi Public Broadcasting's MPB Think Radio.